So I was at Taco Bell the other day, and I pull up in the drive-thru, and it's it's busy, right? It's late, so it's busy. And I pull up, and I was like, hey, I'm going to have a crunch wrap, you know, good good yeah. deal, like yeah. crunch wrap. Good choice, top yeah, three. Right. And she goes, oh, actually, we're all out of... Uh, we're all out of chicken. And then I was like, and then there was like a little pause. And then she says, and beef and steak. What? And beans. That's everything. You're <laughs> out of literally laughing. everything. Yeah. So I started laughing. <laughs> and then I said, well, what the hell do you have? And she starts laughing and she's like, <laughs> rice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, uh, I guess I'll just pull forward. And she's, she's like, okay. So yeah. I pull forward and I get up to the, to the line or to the window. And I was like, so I had a lot of time to think because it was slow. And I was like, what can I get at Taco Bell? What would you think to get at a Taco Bell when they don't have chicken, steak, beef, or beans? I mean, I would assume just like a drink. Like that's, I that's what I thought food. too. I was like, maybe I'll just get a Baja Blast. Yeah, I mean, you got to get that. But then as I'm going through, I think, oh, yeah, cheese quesadilla. That works, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Cheese quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Get some maybe a jalapeno on there if you're in mm. that. So I get up to the window. I say, hey, can I get a cheese quesadilla? And she says, uh, yeah, just one second. And she goes back inside. About five minutes later, she comes back with cheese quesadilla. And you know what she says? She says... It's on us. What? Wow. Free fast food. So they were basically like, they're like having a snow day is yeah. what was happening there, right? <laughs> yeah. So Because they're like, everybody like take turns standing at the window and telling people that we don't have anything right. um, and we're not doing shit today. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think she was happy to hear me like laugh about it because yeah. she was probably getting so much shit oh, all night. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, like the people that get like really angry when like the uh, the ice machine is broken at McDonald's and stuff, yeah. and it's just like, yeah. dude, it breaks every week. You gotta just acknowledge that. There was an article about that recently. I I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't insane. read it though. I saw the headline. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. counts, right? Yeah, that that counts. Yeah, I I also have a uh, Taco Bell story because we both eat at Taco Bell way too much, mm-hmm. and I I ordered Taco Bell delivery. And I went out there to pick it up. And when you order a quesadilla from Taco Bell, they automatically give you the biggest Taco Bell bag. So it looks like you ordered a ton of food when it's just like a quesadilla. Wow. Um, So like right away, you know, anybody that's out there seeing me walk back in, they're like, holy, what's this guy about? And so like, and then I also get this. Must be a day ending in Y for him. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So like, yeah, he's going to eat that in a dark room is what they were thinking. <laughs> but so I, I, um, so I've got this big old Taco Bell bag and a, I got a Baja Blast, of course, you but the Baja it. Blast is like, um, clearly the ice had melted in the car because mm. they probably, whoever delivered it just doesn't use air conditioning. There's people that are like that, which, you know, I won't judge Some people too much. don't have air conditioning in their cars. That's true. Which is crazy in this state, I think. Yeah. You gotta I mean, have it's, that. Yeah. Um, do you ever get any other drink than a Baja Blast or is it just only Baja Blast now? Uh, it's pretty much just Baja Blast. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's the only drink you get at Taco Bell. And, I mean, it makes sense because it's the only one. I mean, you know, it's the only place you can get it too. And mm. it's, in my opinion, the best, the only Mountain Dew flavor that I care about. <laughs> I I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. 
It's like Mountain Dew almost light. Like it doesn't, Mountain Dew hits too hard. Like yeah. it's too. Mountain Dew straight sweet. up gives me a headache when I drink it. Yeah. I can't drink like regular Mountain Dew or like the Code Reds or anything. It's like, it's like, it's like the concentration of sugar is too high or something on it. Mm. But Baja Blast is always just kind of laid back, which, you know, kind of fits the name a little bit. But, but I, so I had this Baja Blast in my other hand and I was walking back in and of course there's just this gorgeous lady Mm -hmm. leaning out the door and she's like, hi, I'm new here. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh no. And I was like, (laughs) and then she was like, do you live here? And I was like, yes. Uh, You know, it's like trying to like, I'm, you know, I'm holding Taco Bell. Right. right. Like ungodly amount of Taco Bell in my (laughs) hand and I'm not prepared for this fucking whatever meat cute that the, that the universe has set up for me. Right. Not prepared for it. Mm -hmm. But like, but she's like, oh, can you, I can't find my mailbox. Can you help me find my mailbox? My I'm like, God. Oh, my God. And she's like asking me my name. I've never. Just like, oh. I did, this is like something from a movie. I didn't know this happened in real life. I know. I didn't either. So I'm caught off guard. And like, I'm like, I can't talk. Like, she's like a gorgeous mm-hmm. late. So like, I'm squeezing like, the Baja Blast too hard. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> and like, the liquid's like coming out of the right. top and getting all over my hand. <laughs> Somehow you have like Taco Bell sauce on your hand all, for some reason. <laughs> You're right. talking about Taco Bell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like falling out of your pockets. Yes. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, I'm holding this. This bag is so big. And it's like, mm-hmm. and so I'm just, you know, I'm like, come back in. You know, I'm wearing gym shorts. And, like, it's like, this is the worst. Like, why couldn't looking you good, have run into good. me when I was walking my dog? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when I was, like, looking good. Like, right. coming back from, like, a, you know, a jog or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, hello. But, no, it's uh, I got to be having talk about And then, like, the worst part is I had to, like, I, I was helping her find her because she just moved in. So I was mm-hmm. helping her find, like how to get back to our, our buildings are connected by like a weird series of mazes essentially. So like, mm-hmm. it's hard to figure out how to get around. You guys know this. Yes. Um, so I had to help her like get back to her apartment and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh man. <laughs> so you walked her all the way back to her apartment. I walked her like halfway back and I, yeah, I kind of, I helped her get to the elevators mm. essentially. But, um, and, and find the right mail room because we have two mail rooms and mm. she was confused. She went to the wrong one, which is the whole, what started the whole thing. So did you guys talk about Taco Bell at all or was it just kind of like no. the elephant in the room? Elephant like, in the room. Wow. Did not bring it up. Did not know how to bring it up. Um, I could have just been like, do you like Taco Bell? <laughs> that that would have <laughs> that actually been hey. probably pretty good. But you know what? Taco Bell in hand the whole time? Yes, the whole time. I actually... One, at one point, you know, because I was opening doors and stuff for mm. her, so I was like balancing the Risky. Taco Bell on my forearm and stuff wow. at times. And like, she's probably impressed. She's probably, I hope she was impressed because <laughs> it was very difficult. Um, but by the time I got back to my apartment, you know, it's of course I've like, you know, half of my Baja Blast is gone. <laughs> oh, were you drinking? Oh, it was no, you're spilling I just it. spilled it yeah. all the time. Uh, there was a one part where I was like talking to her and like I spilled a pretty good portion onto my shoe. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So you're like a, a true bachelor. Like you're like, Oh yeah, like for sure. These la- <laughs> yeah. They, I did get her notice. name. I didn't get oh. her like number or anything, but we did oh. exchange names. So that, that mm-hmm. gets me somewhere. Right. But yeah. That's if you see her again, you know, maybe right. Just- if I see her again, I'll be like, hey, and I'll mm-hmm. say her name. I won't say yeah. it on the podcast, but, you know. She'll be like, how was the Taco Bell? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I don't know. I scarfed it down in 30 <laughs> I tr- seconds. <laughs> right. I typically don't think when I'm eating it. It's just, <laughs> right. a, it's just an automatic thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just fuel in the fuel tank. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to think about it, lady. Exactly. Step off. <laughs> 
Well, I think we should get into uh, what we're going to be talking about this week. This week we're going to be covering Deadwood, a, an HBO series uh, from 2004. Jake, I know, has seen this. Oh, and let me do introductions. I'm Cassidy. I'm your host. With me, as always, is Jake Lund and Josh Eisma. I guess without further ado, let's get into it. Good to have you here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, Josh, you've never seen Deadwood before. Nope. So Josh is new to Deadwood. Jake and I are old Deadwood veterans. We've been right. down the Deadwood road. Have you watched the show more than once? I've only watched it once. I actually, I'm pretty recent to it. I watched it last year. Okay. First time. So it's pretty fresh in my head. Um, I also watched, I watched it right before the movie came out. So, mm-hmm. which was perfect timing. Cause I know you, I think you mentioned that, uh, you watched the show way back and then have been waiting for the movie for like ever. Yeah. Right? Kind of forgot about that. It yeah. existed. And I actually looked it up in preparation for this. This is a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's really good. Yeah, I really loved the movie. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it was good. Josh, I, so last time we talked, I did not get your impressions on Westerns. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a big background of watching like any Western movies mm-hmm. or shows. Okay. So this was kind of a first. And when you guys first talked about it, I thought you were talking about Peaky Blinders. So I, I didn't even mind that. So it wasn't until uh, I think I asked you if it was the guy from Spider Man that was in it or Batman, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Oh yes. Like, oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So when I watched it and I saw, it, there, there's like quite a few people in that oh, yeah. in the series. Oh yeah. From old school. So I didn't really know what to expect. Okay. Yeah. So this being 2004 show, like. It's interesting. So not only are we like getting close to like this being 20 years old, which is insane, but so many of these actors in these old HBO shows, there wasn't a lot of content back then. Right. So it was almost like all all of these guys who got work back then are now in everything today. Like there's there's always been work for them. So you see them in random places. And I think a lot of these guys have been in uh, Western since then. Um, so, but yeah, so anyways, I looked up, um, some, uh, like the top hundred Westerns. Yeah. And honestly, it's, it's a weird list because there's so many like spaghetti Westerns thrown in there. Yeah. Well, spaghetti people love, I mean, back in the heyday of spaghetti Westerns, that was like mm-hmm. the stuff, like everybody loved those. I almost feel like it should have like a re-review. Like, I wonder if those reviews are from, you know, how recent those reviews are or like how rose tinted glass those, you know, reviews are. Yeah. I don't know, man. Those have some real reverence behind them. I mean, like you talk about like some of like the best, you know, directors of our time, like Scorsese Mm -hmm. and um, Quentin Tarantino, all of their favorite movies are Mm -hmm. spaghetti westerns you know i feel like i should revisit them because my memory of those movies is that they were not great yeah they're different they're paced very differently Mm -hmm. that's what i didn't like about them when i first watched them because when i was a kid i didn't like that kind of pacing Mm because to me that was boring yeah Um, yeah but like i would highly recommend you watch like the good the bad and the ugly because that's like the one that's always held up as like this is the one that everybody loves and uh, you know, that's Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie. Um, it's like, 
Yeah. I remember watching it. That was one that I watched a lot, but yeah, my memory is very mm-hmm. foggy. So. Yeah. That one had a lot of style to it too that makes it kind of interesting above the rest, I think, like mm. in terms of editing and like title pop-ups and stuff like that. It's, right. it's cool. It's got a little bit more style. Than How old is that one? Ugh, I don't even it's know. It's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty old. And who directed it? Um, I don't know who the director was, oh, but okay. stars. Yeah. It's Eastwood, right? Eastwood's yeah. in it, yeah. Yeah, he's the star. And it has iconic music. Um, yeah, all the music is super iconic because uh, that's kind of what we talked about last week with Ennio Morricone. He's the he's the one that uh, made the music for that, made the music for most of those famous westerns. Yeah. So this um, the series actually won... Uh, a few awards. It won the Emmy Award for Outstanding Directing for an episode, this particular episode, which, yeah, I can see why. Yeah. Um, it was also nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Writing, which I can also see why. Yeah, I'll, I, we'll get into the writing in a minute, but yeah. And I honestly don't know who beat it, and I... I I'd like to know who beat it because... Oh, you're right. It, it, was, it just was just nominated. nominated. Wow. So something else beat it. So whatever that is has really got to be something good. It better good. be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is probably politics. Those, those award shows are a lot of politics. Yeah, so. yeah. So we can go ahead and get into breaking down the episode. Starts off with um, Seth Bullock in his little... Uh, what would you call that place? Uh, he's jail? In, yeah. Yeah. In jail. He's in like a, uh, yeah. yeah. So he's like a, he's a marshal or a sheriff of a town in mm-hmm. Montana when yep. it starts. Um, yep. And yeah, he's in like his uh, jail slash office, like sheriff's office, like whatever police station, whatever they would call it back then. Mm-hmm. And he's has a, has a prisoner there and mm-hmm. basically the prisoner is trying to bargain with him to get out. And it, there's a bunch of uh, lawless, uh, what would you call those guys? Scoundrels? Outlaws. Outlaws <laughs> yeah. are, are coming to kill him because he messed around with someone or I don't know. They owed him money. I don't remember. Yeah. But they're coming to kill him. So Seth takes him out. Marshall takes him out um, and hangs him in front of all those people. Yeah. Very, like, powerful intro right i thought that was a great intro to his character too Mm -hmm. because it hits all these beats of like this guy is committed to justice yep he's like a good guy but he's also kind of like i don't know he just like he's a little bit wild you know what i mean like he'll kind of do some like crazy shit where you're like whoa okay but he's like he's a really good character and it instantly reminded me of like back when i watched the show of like how much i loved that character was that intro He's a bit, he's just a bit rash, right? He has like a temper. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was like huge in character development right out of the gate. And then you had his partner, uh, what was his partner name? Saul. Saul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then Saul was the one who was being more level-headed. Like, hey, these people are coming. This is what we need to do. Right. Right. Like he's like the planner, the s- strategy guy. Yep. So, so, so well explained, like not explained explicitly, but like so well put in front of you yeah. right at the beginning of the show. Right. Like here's exactly the dynamic between these two characters. Boom. You know what I mean? Which is not something that happens very often. I feel like in a lot of shows, that's, that's the good writing and the good storytelling is where it's like, you know who they are by their actions. Yeah. yeah. 
you don't need a narrator. I, I, I tried not to think about Doom Patrol as much, letting it sort of like color this. Uh, but I just kept thinking like, this is how you do it. Yeah. And then I think about Doom Patrol instead of having like a narrator telling you what's happening or what these characters are thinking or feeling or whatever. Yep. They're just showing you. It's just it's just real and it's just uh it's just good writing. Yeah. And like kind of speaking to the writing and then uh, Josh, I'm very interested in what you think about the intro here in a second, but I just wanted to call out that um the right from the start where he's talking to the guy in the cell mm-hmm. that he's going to hang eventually hang he like I instantly remembered what mesmerized me about this show, which is the way everybody talks. Oh yeah. Cause it's almost like, it's not full on like Shakespearean, but it's almost in a way like a Western Shakespearean, like well-crafted like dialogue that I don't know how to explain, but it's just like, yeah, I love it. It just, it's so smooth like butter. You know what I mean? Like I just, the way everyone talks in this show (laughs) It's just like there's nothing else like it. it. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing else. else, and before or since that I've seen yeah. like this. And if there is something else like this, I would love to see it. Yeah, but um, there's almost like I I would almost kind of compare it to like uh, uh, what's the guy that wrote like West Wing and stuff like that? Uh, um, Aaron Sorkin. Uh-huh. So he doesn't write like this, but he Aaron Sorkin's kind of known for having this like kind of rhythmic way to the way people talk like mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. almost like a rhythm to it mm-hmm. this is kind of the same way for me where it's like the dialogue just feels like it has a rhythm and it just like yeah. it feels good to listen to the dialogue uh, yeah i watched an interview with george carlin not too long ago and he actually had a long it was just an interview um and he was talking about that he was talking about just it's like a music the rhythm of how people talk that yeah. he's like He's like, that's a lot of what I do is just um, making it sort of flow that is people like to listen to it. Because if you think about even Carlin, he wasn't um, he wasn't telling jokes. You know, he was just speaking a lot of truth about society and reality. And um, yeah, he he kind of knew that, like, if you talk in a certain way, people are going to listen and like it. People got used to his rhythm and they liked his rhythm. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's a really interesting thing. And I feel like there was a lot of that overlay in Deadwood. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, so anyways, Josh, what what are your thoughts on this <laughs> opening? Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, the the way, yeah, I, I agree. The way they were talking, I think it's two parts there. The, the dialogue, like how it's written was good. So it's mm-hmm. easy for the actors who are also good, even for their mm-hmm. time, to execute on it. So it just felt natural when you're listening. It's like, oh, I'm listening to like a... Uh, just guys talking instead of it being forced like a some actor trying to do mm. a Western kind of right. voice and accent and dialogue and it feels forced. That felt natural. Yeah. That's a huge thing in Westerns. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I like I like that. The intro, I mean, I'm just repeating what you guys said and not try not to compare too much with Doom Patrol. Yeah. It's hard. But that's a lot of movies now where it's like, okay, to understand someone, like how they act and behave and thinking, all of a sudden flashback oh, for 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, so it's always like some non but this one it was all it was was the intro. And you couldn't yeah. tell exactly who they were based on their actions in the first like five, ten minutes. And that was actually for every actor, right? There were no flashbacks. It mm-hmm. was yeah. you got he was no uh he was this rough and tough, but all about justice kind of martial mm-hmm. a little bit rash, all just right. based on the one but, guy. Yeah. But right? also also putting he wanted to stop being a marshal, right? Because yeah. he that guy in the cell knew that he too. Yeah. He was like, Oh, so you're done tomorrow, basically you're going to Deadwood. Right. And so like that's the other thing. It perfectly sets up 
why people go to Deadwood, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's an outlaw land. It's a town where people go and they make their riches. And it's just like so much of it's intertwined. Yeah. And just like little one off things that people say. Exactly. It's insane. It's yeah. insane how how powerful that can be versus something like Doom Patrol, where Doom Patrol is like, here's. Here, okay, we're, we have four characters. Here's their whole backstory. Let me <laughs> right. flashback because yeah. we can't just write that into yeah. their character development themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's insane that we know this much in just that little intro. Yeah. yeah. And even I have another uh, sort of overlay is the title credits mm-hmm. because I really, Doom Patrol's title credits really pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> and uh, these Deadwood credits, so good. It's just perfect because yeah. you know what's gonna what you know like what time period you're in like they're showing people like uh, like there's a, a guy like bites a piece of gold yep. you know they have like horses they have uh, you know like it's dirty like the trails that they would be on like there were just so many little things in there that was like this is just setting up what to expect yeah and even the music match like this is what to expect Doom oh, Patrol totally yeah. disconnected I loved the music. Oh yeah, the music's I, yeah. so good. The music, as soon as I heard it, I was just like, "Oh, I remember this music. It's so yeah. good." <laughs> it's one of those, you know. I don't watch the intro to most shows, mm-hmm. um, but occasionally I do watch the intro to every show, like mm-hmm. every episode in the show. And Deadwood was always one of those. I love that intro. Yeah, yeah. It's just something about it. It's great. Um, so he hangs, he hangs the man, and then they're off to Deadwood, the lawless. Yeah. Uh, the lawless town, the last lawless town in the West. Yep. Um, and that's, yeah. And that's kind of the history behind that is it's, um, it's kind of bumping up against um, the Western part. Like, so they're kind of, you know, the U S has been expanding. They kind of referenced that during the episode. So mm-hmm. like they've been kind of annexing towns and stuff over time. Um, and, but they haven't expanded Deadwood yet. And, the, the residents of Deadwood also, you can kind of tell at the beginning. Um, well, one of the residents that we'll kind of mention, um, what's his name? Um, Darren, Derringer, what's his name? I can't, I always Derringer. forget. Um, okay, so. The guy that runs the brothel. Oh, Al Swearingen. Al Swearinger, that's yeah. right. Swearinger, I think in his first line of dialogue, he's complaining about um, the marshals or uh, the marshal coming to town and being like, we don't want to be part of the basically the u.s expansion because yeah he runs a brothel and he doesn't want the united states coming in and making a bunch of laws <laughs> and right stuff. Uh, yeah he's yeah man talk about characters oh, my man. god he's he <laughs> might be up there in like top five characters of all time for me like i love that character he's just so like hard-nosed yep. um about his business uh man um some that stood out. So like he's sitting there at the bar talking to one of the patrons. Um, and one of the lines that I really like talking about, like the language that is used is this is just one of the, I don't know. I don't remember how big this character is in the show, but he says, I may have fucked up my life flatter than hammered shit, (laughs) but I stand here today beholden to no human cocksucker. (laughs) And I was like, God damn, I love it. Yeah. So good. Dude, that's a dialogue that's just like, I love that freaking sentence yeah. that he just said. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I also had a note of him calling someone a limber dick cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. He and called he, everybody a cocksucker. Yeah. I was going to say, he says it again later, too. 
but um, amazing. So, yeah. so yeah, we're introduced to Al Swearingen, who runs the um, the gym saloon, and I believe, yeah. So there's a gunfire or there's a gunshot heard. So he goes upstairs, and one of his uh, employees employees. <laughs> Oh, women uh, yes. of the night. Yes. Uh, one of his hookers has shot a patron of the saloon, and he's bleeding out up there. And so he is shot the head. Shot through the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In one side, out the other. Right. And so he has to deal with that. Yeah. So he's just like, and he's freaking out. He's very mad at his worker um, right away. Like, she's like trying to say like that he. That basically that she shot him because he was like starting to beat on her, which means mm-hmm. like yeah, beat her up, and um, and Swearinger was not having that. Um, but it's also that's where it kicks off inviting the doctor, yeah, over, which is another interesting character. Uh-huh. Um, so he, they bring him in, and you know he's <laughs> he just looks funny to me. I don't, I don't know, but he so he comes in, he just looks very intense. His hair is all crazy, and he like looks at him. The guy just like basically says a few words and then dies. Yeah. And then immediately the doctor's like, well, I would love to know, like, how he lasted for 20 minutes, you know? And then, like, Swearinger's like, all right, we'll let you take a look at him. <laughs> just like, all right. Yeah. And then he says something about, um, he's like, he's like, the pigs aren't going to notice a difference, the doc right. says, because they're just planning on throwing his body to the pigs. And it's just, again, like a huge setup of all of these characters they introduced trixie they introduced the doctor they introduced swearingen they introduced his lackey yeah all in that one scene and you know who they are what they're about yeah in just like the span of you know five ten minutes yeah and you understand their dynamic with each other too yeah. mm-hmm. like the thing with me with swearinger is like swearinger the guy that plays swearinger super good actor like he, yeah I, the way he plays him is amazing but also everybody around him the way that they act so like almost scared of him constantly, even when they're oh, talking yeah. to him or when they're friendly with him, they're just like, there's this like kind of standoffishness that just really plays into the fact that like, Oh, this guy's like the boss. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, a, it's almost like everything, is, every interaction in this show is standoffish. Yeah. Like everyone hates everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And it's or they're just so like uh, abusive to everybody. You know yeah, what I mean? Like everybody's yeah. constantly just giving each other shit. Right. Um, in a pretty messed up way to where if like if somebody's not prepared for that, they wouldn't last. You know what I mean? Right. Which, I mean, yeah, you you would just be dead. Anyone can kill anyone. It doesn't matter. Like it true. does not matter in yeah. this in this town. So it makes sense that people have to be hard like that. Yep. I would say uh, um, the only not hard person that they show is the Pinkerton guy. The guy who came to town and is wanting to buy the, the uh, gold land, the land. Right. Yes. Uh, I don't remember his name. Oh, is that the New York guy? The, the guy took advantage? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're Pinkertons. Yeah. Which, um, so yeah, he's the only one who's kind of not super privy to everything. Mm. And you also learn kind of the whole crew of the saloon are conspiring against him. Right. To, take his money yeah basically to take advantage of how just he's such a fish out of water he doesn't understand where he is basically and he's just he's also overly confident Mm -hmm. so yeah everybody instantly is taking advantage of him completely it's great (laughs) yeah it's it's constantly kind of great yeah um we're also introduced to wild bill hickok 
and Calamity Jane. Yep. They are two also very big characters in this mm-hmm. show. Um, they're out on the trail and they're heading to Deadwood. Um, they run into uh, some other like a what are the uh, where are those people from that they run into? Uh, they're going to Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. They run into them. Um, you you learn who they are through their just little interactions. Right. Um, they even had the Minnesota accent, which was mm-hmm. like, nope, they're from Oh, that Canada. wife. Okay, yeah. you're talking about that family on the wagon? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, which we learn later. We learn later they're killed. Um, yeah. And as the story progresses, there's so much happens in this episode. It's, it's so, only like, an hour. It's so like, it's like clockwork, the way everything's just like happening at the same time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, Josh, what did you think of Calamity Jane? What, I, what Just what I thought of her? Yeah. Oh. Did anything stand out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than she's acting like a freak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I thought, well, so just going back to the, everyone had their own little story that worked like, it was clockwork, going yeah. into everybody's story and storytelling, and they were all a little bit intertwined at the same time. You, you mm-hmm. got an idea of everybody uh, just through, there's like the overarching story, then everyone's little stories, and it all just felt natural. Yeah. So that part I enjoyed. Uh, but, but to be honest, I didn't even get, I, I was like only somewhat interested up until like, uh, Hickok, the marshal got involved with the guy who came to the bar Yep. Yeah. and was talking about the scalpers and it was like, his story doesn't hold water. And yeah. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit's about to go down now. Yeah. Now, now we're about to throw down. Yeah. Like, the big boys are coming in and like, everyone's watching. And it's so good that like, we've only been introduced to these characters for like, you know, a handful of minutes, mm-hmm. but we were like, I was so thrilled to see them come together you right, know what i mean yeah. it's like you got that like mini crossover thing which yeah. is like holy crap it's it's hickok and this marshall guy it's the superheroes walking out yeah yeah like, totally was yeah. that feeling yeah but it was better than doom patrol the way they did <laughs> it. <laughs> totally yeah. better because yeah. it all just came together yeah, yeah. Right? like uh, naturally yeah. yeah there wasn't just like oh i heard this guy's in town i'm gonna go talk to him it's like no situations brought them all mm-hmm. together their motivations right. made sense like it wasn't just like awkward that Hickok came over and was like, or, you know, why is he doing it? It's because through everybody else talking about it and his backstory that mm-hmm. and then do I have to do a flashback about it? You figure, oh, of course he would do that. Right. Of yeah. course the marshal would do that. Yeah. And Hickok mentions as they're walking, I believe back that he was a marshal. Right. Himself. Exactly. So yeah, yeah they're In both like lawmen. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, it just made sense. It wasn't all forced. Yeah. Like right. And that also played into why Swearinger hated to hear that both of them arrived on the same day. Yes. Yeah. Because right. Swearinger doesn't want any marshals in town. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we'll go ahead and cover the second half of Deadwood. Deadwood. Did I say Deadwood? Deadwood. Dead, Deadwood. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the old Deadwood, the old Dusty Trail. Oh. I, so I do want to, because I asked you about this because I wanted to, to kind of ping, kind of serve it up. Oh. But I love Calamity Jane. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I figured, yeah, sorry, like, I didn't yeah, even yeah. go back to that. No, one. no, no. Josh says, no opinions. <laughs> <laughs> no opinions. I think she's like, she might be, her and Swearinger are close to my favorite character, but she might be my favorite character. I just love the freaking brash way that she talks to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she's talking to uh, Bill Hickok, mm-hmm. 
she's just like, oh, yeah, okay, Bill. Yeah, no problem. And she's just like super like, you know, yeah. like it's just I love that dynamic. Right. Because <laughs> she's so mean and rude. Like the part where, well, we, we haven't gotten to it yet really. But so they eventually down the line, they, they go out and they find this. Um, they go out to investigate that family, right? Mm-hmm. And when they come back, there's a part where so they, they find they go out to investigate this family um, that kind of went missing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they investigated because this other guy came into town and he was just like, oh, hey, you, like I, I saw something terrible on the road. Yeah. Um, and he tries to see he tries to say, oh, like it was an, Indi- it was an attack by natives. I really like that scene, actually. And yeah. I never noticed it. I've something about it really stood out to me how he just he came into town and he's just standing there. Yeah. And, um, oh, I forgot his name already. Uh, Saul Bullock. and... Bullock. Yeah. Saul and Bullock are just standing there. Yeah. And they're just like staring each other down. And then it's like, almost like he was not going to say anything. Right. But the marshal is just staring at him. For some reason, he just started going into this yeah. story. Because the marshal like had a way of like knowing that something was off about yeah. him. And it, like, you could tell it like cut through him. Yeah. And he felt guilty about something and then he just had to start talking. Yeah. So, it's so cool. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Because him and Bill, Wild Bill, like that's something else that, that they have in common that they don't talk about. They just show that they can see through people's bullshit. Yeah. Like Bill was the same way when he was talking to people or like when he was gambling. Like yeah. he was just, just some, they just had a knack for knowing. Yeah. And actually I think they did mention something about, uh, this is something you learn by being a marshal. That's yeah. I think they either said that or I just kind of gleamed that, but yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you can tell that it's like, well, that was probably the most valuable skill that they had while being a marshal. Right. right? Cause and, there's no jet. Ju- like this is before judges and juries and all that stuff. It was just like the marshal basically had to decide whether you're guilty or not based right. on, you know, the evidence. So yeah. yeah. And I'd like to, I'd like to, see more about this in a later episode because it's like they briefly discussed like uh bill said something like oh so that's why or something about him leaving being a marshal and i was like man i want to know more about like why they left right the backstory on like you know what what went on but i mean you know bill is famous for killing lots of people yeah for being an outlaw being an outlaw yeah. yeah Um, which it's so interesting, right? That right there is just like, cause most people I think know him for that. If they've heard his name, mm-hmm. they know him as an outlaw. So to hear that he was a marshal is also a thing where it's like, wait, what, what happened right. there? Right. Yeah, and yeah. it's not explained right away, but that's one of those things where it's like, I can't wait until they do explain that. Right. You know? Ah, so many good characters. So speaking of good characters, they get in town. And so I will say one thing that is hard about this show is understanding people because the way that they do talk can be hard to understand because it's a lot of this yep. Western lingo that you, you can miss things. Yeah. For it's sure. easy to miss things. So I actually turned on subtitles about halfway through because I was like, I don't want to miss what's being said. Like I really, because the first time I remember watching this, I just didn't like, if I missed it, I missed it. I, I wasn't worried about it, but I really wanted mm. to be involved. And I never uh, realized that when Bill and, um, What's his buddy's name? Uh, well, Bill and his sidekick, basically. They get into town, and the sidekick makes a deal with that barkeep. 
to basically say like, do you want exclusive rights to Bill being in your bar? Because he oh. brings he brings customers. Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't catch that either. I That's cool. That yeah, yeah. He's like, do you want exclusive rights? Huh. Yeah, it was easy to miss. I I never noticed it before. Yeah. And um, he's like, he's he's making this deal with him, and he's like, and Bill doesn't need to know about this deal, and like, and he's like, I'm just looking out for Bill because that guy seems like a honest character. Right. I wish I could remember his name. Do you remember Bill Wild Bill's? Uh, Partner's I name. don't know if I ever heard his name, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know his name. We could back up just a little bit to when they very first get there. They want to get a place to stay. Oh, and yeah. that's where you meet E.B. Farnham. Farnham. Oh, jeez, what a character that guy is! Oh my god. <laughs> Do you remember E.B. Farnham, Josh? Which one's E.B. Farnham? He's the one that like runs the hotel. Oh, the very meek kind of character. Yes, yeah. the kind of slimy looking guy yeah. that like with the long hair, and he's like instantly when he starts talking, you're just like, oh, I don't like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, when did you do you know the name of this guy? Did you just? Look oh no, it? I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Well, one of the lines that I love, and I always, <laughs> I always think about when I shake people's hands, <laughs> and I wish I didn't. Oh, but very clear. <laughs> he says, "Yeah, he says you got some mighty clam." Clear. Or you got some mighty clammy hands there, partner, <laughs> when he shakes his hand. Yeah. I love it just the way Bill Hickok does, says that, right? Uh, He's the one, I think, that says it. I thought it was his... Was it Bill? Or I was it, it was his partner? partner. Oh, it could be I think be it was his partner. Okay. But yeah, when he shake, when one of them shakes E.B. Farnham's hands, <laughs> yeah. it's just like so good. Right. And it's more storytelling. Like, you know E.B.'s nervous. And yeah. Like, he's just something's off about right him. you know he's literally slimy you know what i mean yeah, like that's yeah. his intro is wow. just like he's extremely yeah it's kind of a hint that hey this is a slimy character he's like super sweaty nervous um <sighs> and so i he cracks me up though the way he oh, talks yeah. like i i love that character just because of the way like he cracks me up uh but yeah and then you know he 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 shows up later too when they're um when they're trying to pull one over on uh the uh, the guy that's trying to buy land, yes, um, the Pinkerton, yep, Charlie yeah. Utter, yeah, Charlie Utter is the guy's name. Charlie Utter, that's uh, Bill's. That's Bill's partner. That's right. okay. Charlie Utter, Charlie Utter, mm-hmm. yeah. So they're trying to. They're basically they're gaming him. They're trying to get him to bid really high on a uh, plot of land that somebody else is selling. Um, yeah, and I think I didn't fully understand everybody's stake in this deal, but I think. Um, Somehow Swearinger had a had a stake in that deal, right? Like a commission or something. So I yeah, it is confusing. Yeah. And I read a little bit about it because I was not sure um what was happening and I don't think you're supposed to know totally. Okay. Based off I kind of got that too. Yeah. Um because I think what the idea is they didn't want to bid him up too so high. much, yep. yeah, because I think swear because Swearingen didn't want more Pinkertons coming to the town. Oh, oh so they wanted okay. to have him keep a little bit of his money so he could slowly take it from him at the bar or whatever. Because right. what happened was somebody came. Basically, they kind of did a setup, and it's like they kind of played this guy, got him to bid up and up, um, and then the deal was done, and then uh, it was actually Farnham came in. And basically was like, I'll give you this much. He must have been late or something to the. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And 
it re- basically it got them to kind of reopen the bidding and start going higher and higher, and you could yeah. see Swearinger was getting more and more pissed off. <laughs> yeah, and you just opened the bidding. Yeah, you like, just reopened like, the bidding. Yeah, he got pissed off. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is for a plot of land, is what this was about. Yeah, they it's were... a plot of land that they're using for for gold, uh, search gold searching. What do they call it? Panning. Yeah, panning for gold. Yeah. yeah. So like they, that's part of the whole thing with Deadwood is that it's on a. It's near a place where they pan for gold, so people come to Deadwood because they want to they want to search for gold. Prospect, prospect, yep, yeah. So, so yeah, they the, Swearinger takes them both back up to his like room up top, his office, and is just extremely mad. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, orders uh, after he argues with that one guy, um, I forget his name because he's not around for very long, but um, he one of his Tim? lackeys. Yeah, oh, one of his the guy that they, yeah, yeah. He orders his buddy to kill him. Yeah, so he yeah. orders his buddy to kill that guy yeah. after basically he's like, all right, he jacked uh, it up. Yeah, he jacked it up, and he also he's like, all right, well, I want a room for the night, and you know, like I want ten dollars in cash. They kind of talk about like what the what that guy gets, and then so they give him a room for the night, and then he just like tells his uh his his what seems like his main guy. Yeah, like his uh, Driscoll. I think, Driscoll. Yeah. I think it was his name tells him to basically hey tonight you need to kill that guy yeah uh which he did not seem very thrilled about at the time he was just like very nervous like he did not you could tell he's not a killer he's not somebody that likes to kill i liked his line though when he was like he's like al has a lot on his mind (laughs) like he's like looking out for al you know what i mean yep yeah i like i mean i like that character too i do he's he's just like he's the henchman like he's the number one um, and you can tell Swearinger asks him to do a lot of screwed up stuff. Yeah. And he's not totally like he does it, but I could, you can tell he's nervous about it or like, he's not totally right. Okay with it. There's, there's like, I think it's good that it, I think it kind of shows that there are still stakes to killing people. Right. Like it, it is a lawless land, but it's still something about killing people, you know, is not, it's not done just without care. Yeah. Like people dread it. People don't want to do it. Like they're still human. Like these aren't yeah. just like people killers. hide it too. Like yeah. It's not something that's just like, oh, that guy died because he did this. It's just right. usually it's like, no, murders are still hidden. Right. Nobody holds them to account. But it's also like if you murder in broad daylight, you don't want the whole town turning on you and be like, why are you murdering people? You right. know, so. like, like Bill, did. Bill and <laughs> uh, Marshall did. But yeah. And I mean, it, it's also one of those things where it's like, Al doesn't want people killed in his saloon or his, right. you know, and it makes total sense. It's like, man, it's just so much attention to detail. Mm. It's amazing. But, um, so basically let's go back to the other storyline where they go out and they find the, the, uh, People that were killed on the road. The family, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, you got... After... Af- briefly... Um, so, like, Hickok and uh, and the Marshal kind of meet up, too, at the bar, basically, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Because they Before meet that they guy. Go. Yeah. yeah. They, they run into that guy. They don't really believe him. They bring him to the bar. They kind of play that guy and make him announce to basically mm. the entire town in that bar that, hey, by the way, like you came across these murdered people and like, he's like, wait, why'd you tell him? And it's just like, so it's like, he's acting so weird. Like, yeah. you know that that guy's something's up. And, yeah. uh, that's when Bill Hickok gets involved and he's like, I'll ride out with you. Um, and then it kind of forms this band that's going to ride out 
which was cool. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very uh, Avengers coming together kind of moment. Yeah. And with few words, too, like Hickok and the Marshall, like very few words, you can feel the mutual respect without them barely yeah. even looking at each other. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't feel forced. Like, they don't have to be like, oh, are you a Marshall, too? Yeah, I am. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, the if it was a Marvel movie, like, the heroic music would start yeah. playing and right. they'd be backlit and he'd be like, I am a Marshall, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's ride out together. Yeah. yeah. First light. Yeah. It's yeah. very friend. Hold out the yeah. hands and like shake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In this, they just like don't even. They don't even nod they at each other. They look no. at each other. They're, They're just like, like yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, real. Just the the silent respect that they both yeah. demand wherever they go. Yeah. Seeing those circles collide, it's just mm-hmm. like again, we don't know these characters for that long. But it's so exciting to see them come together. That's where it turned for me, too. Like, uh, I was lukewarm about the show. Although, I mean, I think they executed it well up until that point. Mm -hmm. Because Westerns just aren't my thing. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, now I'm interested. Yeah. I will say it can be a little hard to get into, um, like, in the first half of it, I'd say. Yeah. Because it's dense. There's a lot going on. And I don't know if I'd feel the same way now if I hadn't seen it before. Because it is, it can be hard to follow because they're talking in a different way and there's so much going on. Yeah, I will say that like if I were to just stumble across this show and just start watching the first episode, mm-hmm. the dialogue, depending on what mood it caught me in, could have been, could have pushed me away. Yeah. Because it is like you have to pay attention to you catch to. what they're talking about. And that was the mood I was in. Like when I was yeah. watching, I was like, I'm watching it because it is. Mm-hmm. So while I'm watching, I was like... <laughs> I have to pay so much attention to figure out what's going on. Right, you can't yeah. look at your phone and stuff yeah. like you used it's to. Like, do where's it? my flashback so I know this guy's backstory? Right, because yeah. <laughs> yep. the writing isn't lazy. It's just like, uh, yeah. W- and when you catch the details and it puts it into perspective after that, first, I was like, oh, I get it. I yeah. get it. So they find, so they go out and they find um, a little girl that was left behind um, at yep. this where this attack happened. Um, and it, by this point, they also are pretty much, they're pretty sure, they have a pretty good theory yeah. that uh, it was not like a native, like I think they said Sioux attack. Mm-hmm. It was just like some bandits essentially that made tried to make it look like that, but they actually were just robbing this family. Right. They took all the money. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, and then what's his name? The marshal. That, well, for me, that's when uh, they figured out what was it like? Oh, that it was probably that guy who yeah. robbed him because yeah. he's like they left too much stuff behind for that yeah. to be. I was like, right. oh shit. Yeah, that's when they got out there and they yeah. basically confirmed what they were kind of yeah. hinting at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was still someone out there. They left which, too much yeah. stuff behind, which was so cool to see. Mm-hmm. Just like it, they just so like everything they do is badass. <laughs> so just like <laughs> he rides up, he gets off his horse. He does that cool thing where he like takes his torch and just like oh, yes. slams <laughs> it into the ground. Oh, to scare the wolves. And away. I was like, that was the most Avengers move I've yeah. seen in this he whole show. Got on one knee. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then the wolves like scatter. Yeah. And so I was he like, did. There oh. was a reason for it. Yeah. But yeah. And I was Avengers, like, that guy's a no badass. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's so cool. It was very Avengersy. But like, yeah, he was trying to do this like really forced like manly thing. I think just to scare the wolves away. Yeah, because there are wolves everywhere. Right. How many people tried that after the show? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna cool. try it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how like strong these characters are, and like um, just like bolt like bolt like they're like superheroes, but with none of the buildup for a superhero. They're just yeah. on their own, just like. 
they're humans, but they're just like, oh my God, this guy is something about him is just really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think honestly, like every character that has shown up in the show so far, I have been instantly, instantly interested in, Yeah. which is so rare for me. The only character that I'd say I wasn't really interested in from this episode was the Pinkerton like lady, the the wife. Oh, the they don't show oh, her that I'm much. Taking my medicine. Yeah, and I'm sleeping all day. Every time it shows her, she's just like, oh, like looking out the window, like yeah. all worried, and then like taking medicine, and like it's just like, okay, I'm not that interested in whatever yeah. you're doing. <laughs> I I wonder what's going on there with her, just because it's like she's clearly doesn't want to be there with that guy. Yeah. So she's just getting drugged up on whatever that is she's taking. Right. Some sort of drug. Yeah. Sleeping all day. But um, yeah, there's not really too much going on with her other than that. Yeah. But I like she's the only character where I just like she didn't show much of a character yet. So I'm just not that interested. Everybody else had these quirks instantly. I was like, oh, I like this guy or I like this girl. You know what I think the big difference or the big reason so many of these people are interesting is these the, the main characters are really smart. Yeah, I think that's the time, like unifying thing behind them. It's like Al is super smart, right? Um, the Marshall's super smart. Bill is super smart. Like they all seem to be in control of their own situations, no matter what. Yeah, and it's like the world is kind of revolving around them. They're kind of carving out their own path. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah. So they get back to town, and the guy who they suspected is there. And they call him out mm-hmm. barely. I mean, they barely even say anything to him. Yeah. And they the, just, yeah. They, they basically just kind of start like lightly interrogating him while he's yeah. up on his horse. Yeah. And then when he like shows his gun, when oh Seth pulls God. out of, like he just pulls back his thing. Yeah. And shows it his was gun. so, it was like, the, oh, it was so the, cool. it was the cool cowboy moment where they're like, one guy's on a horse. Uh, the marshal walks up. I think at this point, Bill Hickok like turns to I think Saul mm-hmm. and it's just like how is he with a gun? Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Cuz yeah. like Bill saw this coming. Yeah. And that's when like so the marshal's talking to him and that's when Bill Hickok walks up next to him and he's just all and just like, "Oh my god, this guy's so screwed." Yeah. Yeah, you got to feel fucked when you're on that horse. <laughs> yeah. right. Both of them? Yeah. yeah. And he this guy's just like scared like he, he his story is not holding water. They're like, "You need to come down off that horse basically cuz we're going to arrest you or do whatever." Mm-hmm. And um that's when the guy on the horse tries to pull a gun yeah, and just like both Hickok and Marshall just whip their gun out and just fire. And then I love that line where Hickok's like, uh, what'd he say? I, I can't remember the exact line, but he was just was like, that you or me. Yeah. Was yeah. that you or like me? And he's like, you. yeah, my money's on you. <laughs> it's like, that's so cool. So cool. And, and it, you don't know if Seth is a good shot because, right. because when Bill asks Saul, Saul's like, uh, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, the only clue that you have is that Hickok doesn't know, right? Mm-hmm. Because Hickok is giving him this kind of benefit of the doubt where he's just like, honestly, he pulled, he drew so fast mm-hmm. that he could have been the one that shot him. You know? And I would say you don't get to be a marshal without being a good shot. Right. So it's like maybe he's And a like, quick shot. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's also. And did you see when the guy was dead on the ground, had a bullet hole through his eye? It's like yeah. a fucking <laughs> like a dead really eye shot. shot. Yeah, yeah, like... These guys are not messing around. Right. God, there's... That was cool. And then, and then the thing that I was kind of talking about with, again, to return to Calamity, Calamity Jane. Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, they, when she... love. I love Calamity Jane. <laughs> um, when she brought... Uh, when they brought the kid over to the doctor's house, basically. Uh-huh. They woke the doctor up. Doctor comes outside. He's like, he must have been drunk I love the doctor, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
he must have something wrong with him though, because he like woke up and he was just like, he was like stumbling a little bit. He's like, like he, a mad he, like, scientist. His head, like, yeah, like yeah. he was not, and it looked like he was either hung over or like mm-hmm. sick or something. But yeah. he came out and he was like looking at the girl and he's like, oh, we need to get her down. And like he starts to pull the girl down off the horse and Jane pulls out a pistol oh my God. and holds it up to his head and just goes, hold on a second. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> and yeah. then he's just like, he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And then she's like, I'm not off my horse yet. <laughs> oh she's like, she God. wanted yeah. more time to get down off a horse. So she pulled a gun out <laughs> on the dock. I was just like, she's so rash. She's so insane. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's why I like her character. Cause she's just like, she's wild. You know she's, what I mean? She's yeah. Calamity Jane. She's, she's a wild Jane. one. Yeah. But she's also has like a huge heart. Like, she, exactly. Like when she saw the people, the, um, Minnesotan Minnesotians, they're not they're swedish maybe i don't know but when she saw them go by she like you know winked at the little girl and then this little girl shows up and she's like taking one to take care of her and she's taking care of bill instantly attached to this little girl like as soon as she and like even back when before they decided to ride out she came into the bar after actually they had already ridden out she came into the bar late and she like asked like what she like heard that somebody that the family had been murdered and she like said to the whole bar like why isn't anybody going out there you know like mm-hmm. she was like mad that people were just like drinking and and, and stuff right there, there's a big respect for like law between a lot of these characters her yeah. bill seth and for her i think it's also just like she has a lot of empathy for people yeah. too and not just people but children children like yeah. she i think she hates people i think she likes certain yeah. people yeah i think and it's children. i mean and this is just cuz i have a little bit of I'm thinking a little bit ahead in the show, uh-huh. but empathy does come up for people too in the right circumstance. Cause okay. like she's just, I think very empathetic in general. Children are easy. Cause it's just like, they're very innocent and it's just like, you know, innocent, vulnerable, the innocent, yeah. vulnerable. So it's like an instant empathy, but yeah, that's something that's very interesting about her character. I think. Yeah. She's a great character. Um, thank you for acknowledging that she is. <laughs> I yeah. think the part of the reason I well, and this not just her character; it's a lot of them. Uh, after the first episode, I felt like, oh, am I going to want to watch it again? Yeah, because I want to hear more about her and the other people. Without again the flashback, because it was perfect. Like Jay, everyone else you can tell doesn't like her, doesn't receive her very well. Yeah, and it's not till the moment when she rises, it's like, oh, does she does Hickok and her buddy, his buddy, care about her or hate her or whatever? Until you get the head nod from Bill to her. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. they're cool. Yeah. They're yep. cool. Like, and that's all it took. That's all it took. Right. And it's like, now I want to hear more about like why that is. Mm-hmm. And I'll figure yeah. that out next episode, maybe. Between yeah. Bill and uh, the other Marshall. Okay. They obviously have mutual respect. Let's see how that plays out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that, it would, m- we'll see. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just be the, just the fact that you're like speculating about that makes me think that maybe this is more of a binge. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I was I like, agree. I didn't know if we, we should probably yeah. like, oh, get to on. our, yeah. <laughs> yeah our ratings here but yeah overall yeah it's absolutely a binge for me like i love yeah. the show love the music love the acting love the writing love the characters like you can't go wrong with it it's just great all around it's a classic it is a classic and it to me it's the most real western and the most bang for a buck western you're gonna find yeah i yeah i echo that i think it's one of the um also just talking about the pilot like the pilot was so good. Yeah. I did not expect 
the first episode to be so strong. And then I watched it and I was just like, oh, this explains why I was so hooked on the show. Because mm. it's just one, it starts off so good, you know. Um, all the characters introduced so well, such good writing. And just like, I'm so, I have so many questions about all the different characters, but also I'm super satisfied in what I've seen so far. You know what I mean? So yeah, for me, it would have, yeah. If I had not watched this show before, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a definite binge after that yeah. first episode. Now the big moment of truth. <laughs> the newbie to the to the series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just after watching the first episode, there was enough there that I'd watch at least the next episode. Nice. So I'm, that's probably a little where I'm I mean, I yeah, thought it was... Fine. I'm just not a big Western person. I thought it was good enough, that story with the, uh, the dude who comes into the bar and then Bill and... The marshal like, oh man, we need to check this guy's story out, and then they yeah. fuck him up at the end, and all of that happens with actually not that much dialogue too. And it wasn't until the very end I was like, yeah, I'd watch another one. Yeah, nice, good. All right, well, we will take another quick little break, and we'll be back to talk about next week's episode. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Binge or Cringe. We are going to talk about our show we're going to watch next week, which we definitely did not just decide on, Watchmen. Or is it The Watch? I think it's just Watchmen. Watchman? No, Watchmen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Jake, initial thoughts on Watchmen. So, uh, when this thing first aired, I was hearing a lot of good stuff about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard that one, it goes into some good, uh, timely subjects. Um, which could with, be good or bad. Which could be but good or bad with kind of modern politics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also, one, I, I mean, so Watchmen is like, obviously there was the uh, graphic novel or like, what, what, was, what was it, a comic that was originally for Watchmen? I think it was a graphic novel. Graphic but novel. But I could be wrong. Or he's like, yeah, it's a graphic novel or a series of them or something. But so it's based on that. Um, it's not related at all to the Snyder Watchmen. Oh. So this is oh, its good. own thing. Um, oh, okay. So I know that. So, like, yeah, this is not like a continuation of the Snyderverse Watchmen or anything like that. It's like its own thing. Um, and the main actress in it, I can't remember her name, but I remember she basically, um, everybody absolutely loved her when w- at, from this show. Oh, it's so, not Margot Robbie, is it? Is she? No. Okay, okay. No, it's somebody I can't remember. I mean, I know, what she's, I know what she's from, but I thought maybe she was also there. Cause she's Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, she's Harley Quinn. No, this is a different... This is someone else. I hmm. can't remember her name. But I think okay. she's going to probably go on and have like a movie career now because I think she was kind uh, of an unknown before this show. All right. Josh, how about you? What do you know about this show? I know absolutely nothing about this show. Nice. <laughs> right, cool. I'm already gonna be happier about it that it's not a snyder movie though Shall yeah I? yeah no Did, it's not snyder so you so as far as your watchman background you've seen the movie Zero. nope you didn't, I, even, I see didn't, movie. didn't even see the movie oh wow you There's saw the movie, movie right um i saw the movie yeah. i remember liking the movie i remember liking it too when i first saw it um mm-hmm. it's I, I i but i totally acknowledge that a lot of it doesn't make sense and that it's mm-hmm. kind of convoluted yeah <laughs> but i just remember liking like how freaking weird it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It came out a long time ago. Like, I don't know how old I was when I saw it, but I do remember seeing it and thinking like, Oh, this was 
good, but it wasn't good enough that I was like invested in Watchmen. I was just kind of like, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I think it had a really cool style to it, and then I really liked uh, Rorschach yeah. as the character mm-hmm. uh, in the movie, and then Doctor Manhattan was always interesting to me. Yeah, because um, you know it also had some pretty good people, and it had like Billy Crudup in it. And um, so, what was the movie? Like, what what is it? Is it just a superhero movie? At the no. time, or is it like it superhero was... misfit movie. Yeah, at the time, I thought it was built billed as like anti-hero superhero movie. It's kind of like it. It is, you know what? It kind of you can kind of trace an origin from Watchmen to the boys a little bit. Oh, okay. And that it's kind of a not a realistic world, but a semi-realistic like modern day. And you've got all these kind of like so they're basically kind of like superheroes. Um, they're like weird mutated people, or like they just kind of come together, and they're all they form this group called the Watchmen, but they're all just super fucked up. <laughs> and mm. like, it's kind of like the boys where they're just like, they're all kind of messed up. They all kind of have these problems. I thought there you were describing like, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. <laughs> it's kind of, you can kind of draw a line there too, yeah. but oh, it's, no. it's different though. It's got a different style to it. That's not like Doom Patrol and stuff. It's not as, uh, I don't know. It's hard to put a finger on it. It's just, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I got, I felt kind of like X-Men, about it like I felt like it was kind of like X-Men when I saw it but hopefully I am wrong and it's good because I would like it to be Um, (laughs) I've heard it was good so that's about all I know about it yeah so yeah as far as the show goes I have no idea what the show what plot it covers or like if it even has the same characters I have no idea it'll be interesting it'll especially be interesting after watching like the boys and Invincible and all of these like yeah. Or so Suicide Squad, all of these like misfit type superhero movies. What did you think of those? Like the boys liked it. Liked Suicide it. Squad. Oh, okay. Liked it. I liked all three of those. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So it's Uh-oh. it's got a bit of a big shoes to fill yeah. at and, this point. And the other thing that I th- that I know or I think I know about Watchmen is I'm pretty sure it had to get canceled after the first season. Because I think the main character, the main person, uh, decided not to do it oh my anymore God. Wow. or something like that. Okay. So do you know the reason? I don't the know the reason. Oh, okay. mm. No. And I don't think it was because the show was bad. Because I think the show was really good and HBO wanted to renew it. But I don't think, like, somebody left. Somebody, maybe the showrunner or the main person. I don't remember. But that mm. somebody left that was really important. And they wow. were just like, we can't make another season. Wow. Okay. Well. That's a detriment to that to the show <laughs> in my mind, but yeah. All right. Oh, so there was only one season. There's only one season, or maybe it is. I don't hey, know. I some of the best shows though from history have only had one season. So Firefly. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, was I, like, I haven't seen that one. Firefly. Uh, Deadwood got canceled pretty quick. Yeah, that is true. That so is true. how many seasons was Deadwood? I think it was. I thought there was two, two or three. Two, it was like three, but I, I think the third one was like half of a season. Mm, or something. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. man, it's too bad. Don't so a lot of good shows, gone. a lot of classics have been canceled before they yep. should have been. So even bigger shoes to fill for Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.